What's good, people? It's your boy, McLeod, and joining me today, I've got one of my friends, um, Alfred Samba, and he's the head of digital community at Gymshark, and he's been there now for just over three years, or coming up to three years, and basically he's had a great career, worked in marketing, got a degree in marketing as well, and in the three years he's been there, he grew from social media executive where he is now as the head of digital community so Alfred if you'd like to introduce yourself please oh yeah um that, that, that makes it all sound uh, like it's just <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh but yeah so so, so as my cloud said I uh, hit digital community at Gymshark started cu- currently over two and a half years so going on to three years and um it's just been a whirlwind of a journey so Going from being from posting um, campaigns, everything through like a phone, so we're doing it all manually, working around the clock. To now the teams are growing, and uh, it's a, it's a it's a really really exciting time. Okay, so basically, in terms of where you are now, yeah. Since when you joined to now, what's been the main things that have basically excelled and made you guys separate from? either all the companies that would try to do the same thing or companies that were established, but the re- the rate of the growth that you guys are going at is exceptionally fast and high. So yeah. what's been the separator between you guys and other companies? Uh, I think the, the one word that you could that you could coin is um, obsessed. So so there's a lot of things that everybody's always trying to find out what the secret ingredient is what what is it that we're doing that other people can't do there's even people that would have that, that have more resources than us what is it that they can't do i think that the biggest differentiator between us and most people is the fact that we we, we hire obsessed people in a sense of obsessed with wanting to make sure that they can break the mold and really really change the game so 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 our, our current policy at the moment is it's all about um, um, hiring people that are like, like like the people that we have within our our four walls so there's a lot there's a lot of family sets I think we have about 10 sets of siblings that work there just to showcase how much we're trying to clone the DNA to uh, to keep it the same but uh, but it's literally people that are really 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 driven to want to achieve some really awesome things some audacious things. You could even say that some of the some of the goals that we set ourselves, some of the things that we want to achieve, are unlike or are unrealistic, and that's why we want them. And because we have people that have the audacity to want to to dream to achieve these things, we're able to create a company that's just filled with people that are like-minded, all very very driven, all have the audacity to think that they can grow one of the biggest companies in the world, and then we're just running with it. I think that's essentially what it is. And then basically, in terms of finding and sourcing those people, I know you mentioned about basically cloning, trying to get people closest to you, that all of you know, basically, they've got a similar drive, similar ambition. Yeah. But when they're not coming from so close to you, how do you get the right person to fit that culture? Well, well, really, we, we do all of our, in our, our, our recruiting in-house. So, so, so one of the big things is all about making sure that um, um, we handle it in house because we understand we 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 know when we've got somebody that's that's got the right cultural fit from a from a from a drive perspective because our values are are out there for everybody to see, 
and it's all about making sure that um, um, the people that, 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 that we interview and the people that walk through our doors for that interview are there for the right reasons and are there because their values are aligned with ours, not because we have a fancy new office. It's all about making sure that we can we can we can we can we can we can distinguish that. And one of the big things that we want to start doing as well is because until this very moment, everybody knew Gymshark, the commercial brand. So it's all about what we were able to do, the campaigns we've been able to do, all the great athletes that we've been able to have, all that good stuff. However, more and more it's it, we're all going to start we're starting to look at how do we start to market our employee brand how do we start to get that more out there so we can start to attract more high caliber people that don't know who we are so that's kind of like where our headspace is at the moment so we're very very fortunate that we're getting a lot of positive pr and a lot of people within the industries that we're very good at um or, or we will have we have um, a history of working within we have a bit of we have a bit of um of a reputation there, so we we attract talent, but then in new um, um, departments, new new sectors where we're not so good at or we are not very familiar with, we're still trying to get the uh, the reputation from that perspective. So we just have to work a little bit harder to make sure that we can attract this new caliber of people, and it might take a bit of time, but then we we're not in a rush. We want to make sure that we get the right people in. And it's all about making sure that um, um, they fit in and they're, they're going to add something different to the team. Yeah, I think I totally get what you're saying based in terms of um, just that culture and making sure you, like, you start attracting the sort of people that uh, will help drive the company. Because yeah. when you were talking, I, I could just think of, um, don't really know them, but I, I see from afar away in terms of what um, social chain are doing in Manchester. Yeah. Those guys look like they're really killing it. The culture in there, it looks like the culture is really amazing. All the guys look like they love it. Everyone linked in, and even the people, it's just the same as Gymshark. How all of you guys have it, even like the little things that people think it doesn't make a difference. But on your like Instagram and Facebook, just basically having on your own bio the simple fact that I work at Gymshark, I do this at Gymshark. Those small little things go a long way. It's just the culture embedded into the people. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of what you guys are social channel doing, and and actually I had the um the opportunity. I, sp- I spoke to Steve. Uh, he came down at the office. He had an interview with Ben. So I spoke to him briefly, and also I have a a, a very close friend called uh, Michael Heaven, who he used to work with back in the Gay Crusher days, and he works down there as well. And I actually ran into him in the train on the on the train station on the way over to to London a couple of days ago. You just, I just saw him on the, when I was going through rushing through the ticket out. I'm just like, hey, how are you doing? Like, just brief chats. But but I, I'm a big fan of what it is that they're doing. I think that they're doing some really great work. I think that they're really disruptive as well. And, like, I just love to see people in the industry not doing what the rule books or ignoring what the apparent rule books are and are really going out there and, and doing their thing, man. It's really good. I think there's definitely something about just rule books like over the past five years just obviously being a consumer looking from the outside looking in in terms of what Gymshark have done it's just it's just they've gone about it you guys in such a unorthodox way but I think it just goes to the simple fact that, that what's the point of doing it if you're only going to do it the same way as as everyone else yeah yeah like one of the first rules that I, that I say Whenever, whenever I hire somebody new, first thing I always say to them is, 
first and foremost, whatever it is, let's say, for example, when they come in, we're very fortunate that everybody that comes in is going to own a piece of what it is that, like, for example, a piece of social media or a piece of the blog or whatever that might be. And, um, and I always tell them, number one rule is, you don't go, so let's say, for example, everybody obviously has, um, 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 a, we have a way of doing things. We have like like a bit of rules. I, I try not to have too much red tape, but we have processes in place. But then I always tell the people, if you see something that you don't like, or if you see something that doesn't make any sense, if you see any spot an inefficiency, if you think that we're a little bit slow or there's a bit of a bottleneck anywhere else, change the rule up, change the game. Because a lot of the rules or the, a lot of the ways that we, the process that were put in place were there to make somebody's life a lot easier because of their workload. But now when somebody comes in and if they can spot something to make things better, we always, we believe that the best idea wins. Therefore, if somebody's spotted that there's an error or there's a, there's a delay or there's a bit of an inefficiency somewhere, rip the rule books up and change it your own way. That doesn't just go by how you work, but also with the way that we market. So we, 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 with the whole social media thing, as much as obviously I can, I can, I can um, um, honestly say that I wouldn't be where I am without the eruption of social media. Although I was a big fan of marketing as well, social media in itself just was just at the right time. But whilst a lot of people weren't paying attention to it, I put a lot of interest in that platform. And then after, a, which, which allowed me to get a bit of a competitive advantage, and now everybody else is kind of like catching up. But even with that being said, even the next five years, social media stops being a thing and attention starts to go somewhere else. But now I'm going to where attention is going because it's all about evolving. We, we, have, a, we have a big saying in the company and it's, it's, in the, it's in the office that says evolve or die. So as, as well as not being talented and being obsessed, it's all about evolving or dying. And you, be, you should be very, very um, uh, ready to throw out the rule books or the things that you're comfortable with for the sake of, of, of long-term um, relevancy and prosperity. That's, that's how it works. I love that, man. I love that. And for you personally, what sort of personal traits do you think have basically helped you get to where you are in basically the space of time that you've not only been at Gymshark, but just basically in your time since you finished uh, you finished uni 2012, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, 2012. So basically from 2012 to 2018, six years, what yeah. made you get from basically your first job in marketing to where you are now? Uh, I always joke and everybody always says, let's say for example, because I, I was one of those people that really loved uni. I liked uni. But then if you asked me um, um, whether I'd like to start the journey again, I'd say, hell no. <laughs> so, so start it out from there because it's been a from an outside perspective like from a LinkedIn perspective you see leaves uni um, starts in a job and then starts in another job and then it's almost like a it's almost like a perfect graph that goes upwards but then um, it's it's been nothing but a lot of hard work and a lot of sacrifice to the point where so I, I come out of uni and uh, the the next month is literally interview after interview after interview. And uh, I was very, very fortunate that I was, I was able to get a really good grade at university. So so 
I thought I, I, I got I got like a first class degree, so I'm thinking the the world is open. Everybody's waiting for people like me to enter their companies. This is the com- the kind of naivety. Yeah. <laughs> come out of uni that everyone's waiting for you and everybody wants you to work for them and like yeah, like 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 all that kind of stuff going through your head. So so um so I'm going through interview and another of the reasons why I'm not I wasn't getting the roles is not because I wasn't able to fulfill the role, but then because I've always come from a background of having big ambitions, big dreams, and it's not just about going to work and getting a paycheck and then going home and living for the weekends and all that that that, that stuff. It is always because I, I know that you spend most of your life working, so you might as well do something that's going to excite you, that you're going to feel motivated to do and that's going to make you happy. And then I'm, I'm there pitching to these companies that only care about what's happening quarter to quarter and what bonus they're going to get and how much and what cars they're going to drive and all that stuff. And I'm there like, you guys should be reinvesting and doing all these big things. You guys can be the biggest brand in the world, but nobody wants to do things that makes them feel uncomfortable. So, um, so, uh, interview after interview, not obviously not getting a, a role. I finally uh, was able to get a job in a company that I thought I was not going to get the job with. That was on the Jaguar Land Rover account at Cogent Elliott. That was my first official job outside of uh, the uh, part-time role at Gatecrasher. Oh, <laughs> but, God. <laughs> and, uh, right, so, 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 obviously, um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm doing that role. It's a really junior role. Um, 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 and so I'm doing that and Gatecrasher simultaneously. So, nine to five. Um, on Monday to Friday, then gate crasher from Friday night, Saturday evening, and then I'll on the Sunday, I'll be um, I'll be that'll be my free day, and then I start and do the undo everything all over again. So that was that, and then after a bit, I started to realize that actually, because when you work with a with a client, especially somebody a company as prestigious as Land Rover, there's so much red tape. That you actually have no room to really influence anything. So, so, and then I looked at my the, the people that I was reporting to, and and I was looking at where their their roles were going, and I didn't really think that that's where I wanted to go. That's not where I saw my career going, and that's not where I saw my aspirations going. And I said that I need to go and toss myself in the deep end, somebody that will force, someone that will force me to act more creative, and. Uh, I was fortunate that a role at a, at a, at a company called uh, Cab Studios came about as a multi-channel agency. There, I was really tested. I was put into a, a brand called Exclusive Hotels, which was my main client. We also had other clients as well. But then that was the way, the place where, which is the most challenging because it was a like a five-star hotel brand. Um, and we had other other clients like Jamie Oliver and all that good stuff, but that's where I spent most of my my time. So I didn't really relate with the product. Um, I, I I think I I just I just didn't relate. It wasn't me. It wasn't my natural state. I did a lot. I did a lot of work. I tried, I worked really hard. I worked a lot of long hours to make it happen, and it, it it was all great. But then I just didn't feel like I was doing it to the level that I wanted to do it. And then so my role there switched to becoming the um, exec, so the marketing exec for the agency itself. And then that's when I started to think, all right, so, so, so they made a role because they realized that I was unhappy with the role that I was doing. I had a lot of potential, I had a lot of will, and then I just wasn't an account manager kind person. I was more of a marketeer. And then they said, yeah. okay, 
they put me as a role to to market to 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 to, um, to to market the agency. And while I was doing some research on like social media and, and and as well as doing that, I was also the social media consultant at the company. So clients would come down and if they want to do social media, I'll be the I'd be the the person that um that that will speak to and all that kind of stuff. But then uh, I started doing a bit of research in terms of how can we really start to get the brand rocking? How can I really start to know the, what's what's how can I really become an expert uh, in the in the field? I started doing a bit of research and I stumbled on uh, a guy that you may know called Mr. Gary V. And, <laughs> um, and then um, I was actually looking at an interview by this lady that had a, her own like. Um, she had her own talk show on on YouTube, and um, and um, she she interviewed Gary V. And just the way that he was speaking about things, he, he didn't try to try to bullshit his way and give you fancy terms or fancy processes or anything like that. And that's when he was talking about jab 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 right hook, and I will never forget that. And it was all was about give give give, and then ask, not even take. It's all about asking. And then I thought. All right, cool. He said, he said, it's all about putting stuff out there, giving value up front, and then you never know what's going to happen. And from that day, literally from that day, I started blogging. And I started blogging about social media and giving away advice. And I talked about why most brands are, 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 are running before they can walk uh, on social media and about humanizing the brand and all that good stuff. And funny enough, I was connected to the guys at Gymshark at the time because that's all I wore. I was I was really into the gym. I liked I liked uh, working out. All all my Instagram posts, like pictures before that, was literally like I wanted to become a Gymshark athlete because that's all I wore. All my hashtags that I've deleted most of it so that I don't get any. <laughs> but uh, but then uh, so I did that and then um, so so I was only I had an interest for the brand and then I saw that they caught wind of it. They they liked it. They engaged with it as well. Um, a couple of days later, this is after my first article. So the day that I decided to say, actually, let me give away some information for free and help somebody else. The very first article I put out there, I get I get a, a recruiter that 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 that, that, um, um, that um, messages me on LinkedIn. And usually, because I really liked um, uh, Cab Studios, I liked the new role that I was in. I liked what I was doing. I liked that I was able to learn. So I didn't. You get approached on LinkedIn all the time, and I, I didn't really like paid any mind. But for some reason, I think it was that the title on the the LinkedIn was uh, was message was I think it said digital domination. And I was like, who the hell speaks like that? <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> I was like, who, who says that? Like, 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 like I, was, I was like. And then I read the I read the article and it was it was a bit of a description because they don't tell you who the brand is, and then um and then I was reading I was like this sounds really familiar, it's like he sounds a lot like Gymshark, and then I was like all right cool I'll, I'll schedule a call, I talk to you guys and see what's happening, and they called me up, and then before she tried to give me the whole sales spiel I was like is that Gymshark? She was like yeah I was like okay I'm, <laughs> I'm interested when's the interview. Straight away, <laughs> yeah, and the rest is history. No way, I, I literally did not have a clue how like that whole story went about because I remember when I was in uni or just finished uni when you got the job. So I literally went away for like three years living in Worcester, came back, and I remember I saw you in Pure Gym and you said that you're working at Gymshark. I was like, that's flipping crazy. <laughs> that is yeah. mental. 
it, it, it is absolutely nuts because uh, I, I even described this is this is how uh, how 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 much I love the brand. On my first day, I dropped like I knocked over my cup of coffee twice. No. Twice, no. twice, you know, not not once, twice. That's how nervous I was that I was like, okay, I cannot fuck this up. Because uh, like, 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 like I started a gym shop back in the, like, in the early days when we didn't have any process. The, the word engagement didn't exist. Jesus, <laughs> uh, we didn't have any tracking tools. We didn't know any, any other right times. The guys were literally just like natural geniuses in a sense of they knew what worked and they just did. And, and I was there with like agents coming from my agency slang and like, and processes and, and, and like engagement rates and all that kind of stuff. I was like the freaking nerd that came in there <laughs> perspective. And, and the one thing that I, that I can say that the biggest thing that I've learned from Richard, the biggest thing that Gymshark has given me is confidence and a do it or get it done mentality. Because despite the academic side, despite the theory side and all that kind of stuff, a lot of people are actually pretty scared to get practical. So they do all these pros and cons and all this, they overanalyze everything and they don't do. And the difference, what, what is, what the, the difference with the Gymshark atmosphere is you get in a circle of people that just like to do. So they don't talk a lot. We, 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 we plan, we'll have a, a brief plan, then we just run with it. We become better at the planning side of things, but then the real big thing is just the audacity to just go and do it. Just do it, do it, do it, do it, and then we'll learn. You, you, you have a you have a, a fail fast mentality, which is we'll we'll learn based on experience. If it doesn't work out, fine, and let's just keep doing it. And then that's what I, what that's a lot. One of the big things that are how I've progressed within the business is you add a planner. With uh, that understands the numbers, that understands uh, strategy, that understands all that kind of stuff, and then you whack a, 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 a do-it mentality to it, and it's just flames. Just go on your way. Damn. Yeah. It's crazy. And that. That's a lot of things that I spoke to. Um, the last guy I had on the podcast was Hugh Thomas, um, co-founder and CEO of um, Ugly Ugly Drinks. Yeah. And basically, basically, we touched on the same similar thing about having the same like-minded people around you who are doing shit and getting shit done, and yeah. it just changes your world. It changes your world. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 uh, like, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that talk about about things. Like, like when I when I came into the company, the average age was like 23. So, 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 like 23 year olds. That are running this global brand that are just absolutely steamrolling through. You, you, I, I don't think you'll see anything like it unless you like around it. It's absolutely phenomenal. Like, like, like Ben, the the owner, the owner of the company and founder, um, um, chief brand officer, is 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 was is absolutely like so focused in a sense of he he wants to create the biggest brand in the world and then and he knows that he needs to have the best people around him to be able to do it. And that's to have that level of maturity and self-awareness at such a young age is just phenomenal because I don't know I don't know anybody that can do that. <laughs> and and then when you get 
when you get like in the circle of people like this infectious, you learn a lot. And and one of the big things, one of the, my big changes is, I um I, I was listening to uh, my car playlists one time, and I and I was in the car with my girlfriend. And I was saying like I'm like here's the playlist when I first bought this car, which 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 is about three years ago, just before I started uh, working in a Gymshark, and the music I was listening to brought me back to my state of mind at the time, which is when everybody was listening to Rick Ross. Yeah, stay uh, scheming in the club. Yeah, yeah, and, and and Meek Mill. I'm a big fan of Meek Mill, but it's all about, oh, flashy this, flashy that, yeah. money, money that. But then, yeah, yeah. And then when you get involved with people that are actually working and actually building stuff, and then they are as simple as possible. If anything, like, 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 literally, it changed my whole perspective of everything. You, you you realize that it's it's all about what one of the things as well as having that those big dreams and all those ideas the 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 importance of staying humble and 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 making sure that you don't get carried away with that showmanship side of things and making sure that you focus on the things that matter and not the things that appear to matter and not trying to impress somebody and not trying to like I used to post on Instagram every day twice a day if I could. Now, I post once every six months, if you're lucky. A lot more times now, because um, um, there's a lot more things that's been happening. <laughs> I just, oh, I have to share it with somebody. I'm a social, <laughs> Some, it's a cheeky selfie here and there, but, uh, but, uh, but uh, you, you, you just start to realize that the most important thing is making sure that you're happy with where you are, where you are, and that it's not about impressing other people. It's not about it's not about um, trying to put up this front or appearance. And a lot of people are are are, are pretending to 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 be something they're not. And it's 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 not about that. That's that's the whole thing about social media at the moment. Everything is all about filters. Everything is all about perfection. But I think there's a lot of there's a lot of beauty in the imperfections. A good example of how we've taken that also to, to, the, to the professional world. If you look at, there's a very big difference between the Gymshark main page and the Gymshark women's page because the Gymshark women's page is all about the community. Yeah. It's, all about, it's all about not having the high-res camera. It's all about the community and the relatability and all that kind of stuff. And, it's, and, and that's one of the things that people don't understand, that everybody wants everything to be perfect. But actually, perfect isn't right. And it's not relatable. So it's all about making sure that you understand that um, you're not higher than anybody else. And, and, and that's what a lot of people tend to miss. Yeah, I totally agree, because I just think... Um perfect it's just it's just it's just not real like every single yeah. day it's just not real it's just not it's just such a fake thing that's just not achievable because yeah. every time when you're looking at someone else and you think that they're perfect they've got their own shit but they just won't post it or speak about it in public yeah, yeah. it slows you down as well oh god 100 percent. like 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 i remember when i when i first started it will take me to be able to come up with the right caption and the right image and all that kind of stuff, it's just about things that don't really matter. It's just about all these things of 
perfection. Now, first thing that comes to your head, boom, cool, we'll go with that. Don't even stress on whether it's going to be the best thing or not. That's how, that's how quickly we're moving. You, you, it becomes a natural thing where you're just confident that it's going to work because you know what the North Star is, is you know what, what you can and you can't do, and the rest is just you just keep going and keep going. If it doesn't work out, that's fine. How do we learn from that and not make the same mistakes again? And, uh, and, and that's how, you, if you aspire to be perfect, then you'll never move or do anything. It all has to be a working progress. 100% agree. And around the whole um, point about basically having those people around, the thing that I found is, <clears throat> I always think, basically, in my head, uh, the time when I went to uni, I went to uni in 2012. Yeah. And when I left, like, especially like me and you, we know a lot of like the same people because we grew up in Warsaw, grew up like in the same circles, similar places. You were a few years older than me, obviously. So I know like all your groups of friends and stuff like that. And you know all of mine, like T and all that. Yeah. But then, I'm like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so the time when I left is like such a strange, but the best thing that could have happened to me because I left, went away got to like socialize, meet different people in all walks of lives and basically got to like, in a way, find myself and basically see what I wanted to do. And that's when I started Squat Life in my last year and newly there. And that's where I just fell in love with business, marketing, everything like that. Basically wow. just being the best and doing everything. And then when I came back home after that, it was so strange when I was basically in the same circles I was in like three years before. I remember I'd go to like a few yeah. like boys' house or like social events that you know happen. I'd go there then I'd just be in the middle of there and just asking myself, what the fuck am I doing here? Like literally just standing there thinking, <laughs> this shit ain't for me. Like I know what my North Star is. I know what I want to do with my life. I know where I'm going. And being here with these people and by saying these people i mean like some of those people are my friends yeah. and there's nothing wrong with having friends but you just need to know and prioritize the time to see some people and a time not to see them yeah uh, i give a, I give a really good example when, when, when i when i turned um 18 i think i invited something like 300 people to my birthday party when i turned 26 it was me and my girlfriend, and then uh, after that, I had uh, a bit of a, a bit of, a, of an outing with four or five of my mates. And that's it. That's it. It's all about, in in a sense, it's they always say that the people that you hang around, that they hang around you, have a very big or maybe the biggest influence in in, in who you are and 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 where and uh, how far your mind can go. I think that the fact that I was able to work, I'm able to work with people that have no limit in terms of like where they can go. One helps fuel that that need to keep progressing, but also to have a support system around you that one can handle your craziness of thinking. I don't just want to jump and I want to do this kind of stuff and I want to do all that kind of stuff. You have to have people that are able to support that because it's not what everybody's willing to do. The, 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 the common norm of life is go to work, come home, go and enjoy yourselves on the weekend only, and then you go, you hate your Mondays and you go back into it. I want to make sure that from Monday to Sunday, you're excited, like, like 
it's exciting the whole way through. Right now, I'm in a position where every day is an exciting day. There's no day that you dread and there's no day that you loathe. It's literally all an exciting period. You're at work, you're happy. At home, you're happy. Um, 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 everything's going really, really well. Everyone around you is really happy. Everyone around you is supportive. Everybody around you is doing their own thing. And you can just, and, you, and you're supporting that because you want everybody in your circle to do really, really well. As soon as you feel like there's a vibe or something that is just like pulling you back or, 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 or not, how can I say this, or not aligned or not on the train to that direction with you, that it's, you only have one, one life and one shot, right? In a, in a long-term perspective. And, and it's really, really important that people, let's say, for example, I, I, I think, I think as soon as I get, one of the big things is I used to be very, very anxious because you want everything to be perfect first and foremost. And because you want to make sure that everything's good and you get anxious over things that are, or you get like really, really, how can I say this? really uh, anima- animated over things that are not really, really important, right? And I realized that's because I was around a lot of anxious people. <laughs> so once you stop, the anxiety goes. I'm not anxious at all. I'm, 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 people are saying that the biggest thing they realize is my confidence has changed. I was just about to say that, like, yeah. from, from, from the days when, basically, like, I've known you now for, I, I don't know how many years, but, your confidence has gone up year and year and year and year and year, which is great to see. Yeah, and, and, and it's and it's because you're able to be around people that are just positive, uh, like have a positive mentality, and they and they and, and and then they keep pushing you on. Like 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 for example, I, I was having a uh, me, me me and my girlfriend were having a little like every single now and again we have our little debates and stuff like that, and I said that it's just like. And I, I was like, I want to be one of the, like the best marketer in the world. And then she was like, We are not better than Gary Vee, though. And I was like, oh, Gary you watch that. And I and I reminded her in the store the other day. I was like, Remember when you said I'm not going to be better than Gary Vee? You watch me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's how like it stays in my head. Like, but then the thing is, she knows the right things to say to get me go like like like, like, like to, to get me like driven that. Whilst she knows that like I'm not one of those people that like I don't like it when people say oh like you're, you're doing well you're doing all that kind of stuff. I like it when people say you're not doing that but that's what I like to hear I like to, to hear people say you're not working hard enough and I'm there like yeah I'm not but I'm going to show you that I'm going to be able to I like the certain buttons that make me go to the next to the next extreme and because I'm that predictable, my girlfriend's able to know how to get me to to do that. And my the people around my circle all know me that way. And um and that's the way that it is. It's all about it's all about that that energy, that positive energy. People that know how to lift you up when you when and sometimes things aren't going your way. And people that keep you going and on course. That's just the truth, man. Yeah. Hundred percent the truth. And then um basically what I'm going to chuck in now is basically I'll say a quote and then basically if you expand and just say whatever you think about the quote. Yeah. So basically the quote goes, um, he or she who has the greatest capacity for discomfort rises the fastest. 
I yeah. I can repeat it again if you didn't get it, if you didn't hear it. Let's hear that again. He or she who yeah. has the greatest capacity for discomfort rises the fastest. Completely agree. Because the the reason why I say that is um a lot a lot of people you'll be very, very surprised how many people won't do something that makes them feel uncomfortable in a sense of an uncomfortability. Like, like, like being uncomfortable comes with a simple fact of um, talking on stage, right? So a lot of things make people feel uncomfortable. A lot of things that are not normal make people feel uncomfortable. Owning a business makes people, like, like, like that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's you're not secure, you're not in a level of comfortability. You're uncomfortable because you don't know when the next opportunity, the next paycheck is going to come in. And not a lot of people are willing to be able to do that. And some people that just have that nerve and that knack and that and that that ability to say that you know what, I can I can afford I I can I prefer to live in a rock or or, or eat dirt for eight months in the, in the in expression that Gary Vee says for eight, 12 months, but I know what my North Star is and eventually I'm going to get there. Not a lot of people are willing to make those sacrifices because it makes them feel uncomfortable. You're not in a, in a, in a level of comfortability and, 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 that's, and, and, and that's definitely something that I, that, that I think that is true. Yeah, and basically I think we share obviously the same interest, the same love in terms of like Gary Vee because I remember yeah. the first time I heard his shit was, oh. I think it was like, either 2011 or 2012 and i was revising for my a levels and i just hated the shit out of them so i was just looking for something to pump me up so i find some some like old school fat gary v shit and i listen to it and it pumped me up yeah 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 some some old school fat gary v yeah yeah gary v is the man i i think i think i was very 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 fortunate to be able to actually speak to gary um, uh, when I went down, I went down to Facebook Grow. When he, when he, when he came, like so, so, so. Right after he did his talk, he saw my name tag, and was, and then we spoke to. I spoke to him a little bit because he's heard he's heard about us, and he he talked about like the fact that he's seen our stuff and all that kind of stuff. And it was like like I don't. I think the first time I got state, I got like starstruck. It was pro- I, saw, I probably saw somebody really, really bullshit. I think it was when I first moved to the UK and I saw like a random like West Brom footballer. <laughs> <laughs> and I got starstruck because you see something on TV. And then after that, I was fine. It's normal. I saw Gary Vee. I did not know what to say. In my mind, I thought I was keep like like I thought I was keeping it cool. Yeah. But when I think back about like how the whole thing went down, I was <laughs> in my mind I was like going crazy. Is it's like, it's like the only way I can explain it, and this is for all the Arsenal fans that are listening, is that it felt like when you see Thierry Henry. Wow. Yeah. Like, like, like in person, because because like Gary Vee's like, like I can I can almost say that I always say that Mark Zuckerberg got me um, 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 fascinated about social media. Gary Vee gave me the direction in terms of of where to go and what's the real, what's the real thing that you need to worry about. And I could almost say that I wouldn't be in the position that I am if I didn't happen to look and see that Gary Vee video on YouTube. 
and that, that's for real because that's because of that. I said I'm going to be proactive and give out things for free, and then it caught wind and that happened. So, so although there's all the whole banter thing about like about like 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 I, was, like I mentioned earlier, Gary V's like the real like the real guy out, out there right now. He's the he's the, at the top of the chain, and he's really uh, preaching out some really good stuff. And he's one of those people where people someone I think somebody asked me like. There's people like Tony Robbins, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody made a quote, uh, like asked me a question. It was like, what's a passing comment? We're talking about motivational speakers and people like that. And I said, like, they said, you don't really hear about people that directly did something incredible off the back of listening to people like that. But then Gary Vee, on the other hand, is an army of marketeers that are becoming, that are making careers and are doing their own thing because directly because of him because it gives it out there well look at crushing it crush it yeah yeah gives how many businesses have have come off the back of what gary v has been able to give away fuck loads dude it's ridiculous it's the the real deal it's the real deal and then i know you mentioned about when you first moved to England so yeah. what I want you to touch on for me please is if you could basically just let me know in terms of your early childhood and how much of an impact your parents have had on the person that you are today and basically your family dynamics find basically um I know your brother obviously I've met yeah. your sister yeah, yeah just basically just let me know about your early childhood and the impact that your parents have had on you? Well, 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 initially, because my dad's a doctor, so initially I always thought I was going to be a doctor because my dad's my idol and all that good stuff. And I always thought I was going to be an, a doctor, then I realized that I hated science. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that, that's the place to start. So, um, so, so, so when we moved here uh, as a family, first and foremost, because we came from, from the Congo, of course, so 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 you, so you come in it's coming to a new blank canvas. So first and foremost, my brother and sister found it easy to get into school because they're at a younger age. Now yeah. I had to, to to find the right school, and every for some reason the year that I was in, there was an influx of people in every single school. So they had to appeal to get in everywhere. So 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 um so I I I I think I posted a picture on 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 Instagram of the. And that was that period <laughs> that my brother is in school uniform. I'm in my home stuff because I'm yes. jumping on his first day of school and I'm not even in school. So, 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 so I'm seeing everybody going to school and kids back in the day that didn't like school. And I, I, I loved school because I, I always said that I, because my dad was able to achieve some really great things. Like he was a doctor, he had his own surgeries and all that good stuff. And I, I don't, I know nothing else, but, aiming to be the best of the best from like i was competitive from the get-go like we're competitive within our family that's how competitive we are as a family we're competitive amongst each other and that drives us so i was like i need to do more than what my dad was able to do that's what that, that, that's my engine because that because because all, all like the, the, all the sacrifices of moving us all here to make sure that we have as much opportunity as possible to be able to be the best people that we can be that i felt that i was stuck so 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 and the people always like, and my dad still lives in Africa. So, so I came here with like my mom, my brother, my sister. So I'm the oldest, the, the oldest child in the house. So very quickly you start, 
I'm, I'm very fortunate that I have, a, I have wonderful parents and they were able, like, we've never envied anything because my parents made sure that, that, that what they could do and, and, and like, that we got everything that we wanted to get. And, 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 and um, because family is the most important thing. And also, I think, because they wanted to make sure that everybody came to our house so they can suss out who the good friends are, right? <laughs> they didn't yep, want us yep. to <laughs> So we had a, the PlayStations there because everybody comes to our house. But, but, so, so I'm, so, so I'm spending about six months or about, about three months, four months, not going to school. And I'm just learning. First and foremost, one of the first things I learned is, um, uh, cause I moved to England. You assume when you come from another country, you assume that everybody in England speaks like, like the queen, right? Cause that's all you hear. Yeah, that's and then to Walsall, you, you come to Walsall and then you hear the accent. The first thing I said, I'm not having that accent. <laughs> so, 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 so that. <laughs> and then I said, okay, so I'm going to learn, I'm going to watch the news, right? I'm going to start learning things because I think people don't understand how much of a blank canvas you come into. Like things that everybody knows, you don't know, like Sainsbury's. I don't know what the fuck Sainsbury's is. Mm-hmm. Never, like, who, who, who's the prime minister? Like there's Tony Blair at the time. You don't know any of that stuff. What's Liverpool? Like, like I knew there was a Liverpool football club, but I didn't know that it was an actual city. Yeah. What's a sky? Like you don't, you don't know anything. It's like, like, like I, I think I ha- later on somebody's talked about only fools and horses or something. And I didn't even know what that is. People, like you don't need a degree or, 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 or something like that to know these normal things that everybody knows. There's like a complete blank canvas. So uh, long story short, I was able to um, blue coat uh, were able to to put me. I had, I had to go up in front of like a, a board of whatever and appeal for why I should be going to the school. And the reason why I wanted to go to that school is because my brother and my sister were in, in that school. And um, and uh, I had to appeal to these guys. And eventually, I was able to convince them because at the time I still thought I wanted to be a doctor or whatever. And um, and they, they they thought that that's a little bit different. And um, actually, this person's going to do really well. And they gave me the, op- the option of actually starting a year below because I think there was two weeks left of the oh, okay. year. And I, and, and I had a lot of ego as a kid. And I was like, no way. There's no way that my brother can be two years away from me. I'll, I'll learn it all in the summer holiday. <laughs> I spent the whole of my six-week holiday catching up with the entire year 10. That's what I did. Oh. I didn't, I didn't have a summer. So, 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 so what I did was I just learned as world war two was my thing. History. <laughs> I was learning and learning and learning and learning. And then I, I was able to, to, to do my GCSEs and then, um, and then, um, uh, do my A levels after that. And then I, I went, I went, then I went into uni, but, but, but I was very, very fortunate that my, my parents have always pushed. I've always been open-minded because after wanting to be a, uh, a doctor and I realized I didn't like science and I didn't like law because you can only do law in one place and the law everywhere changes and, and everybody wanted to be a lawyer. Everyone that I knew wanted to be a lawyer at the time. But I was like, okay, saturated markets. So I could t- distinguish that if everybody wants to do something, then it's probably not the right choice. You should try to find a gap. So I wanted to go into investment banking. So I was like, I'm pretty good at like calculating things and seeing what the right option is. And then the global financial crisis happened and my dad said, fuck that, you're not doing that, you better find something else. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then, uh, and then the, uh, while I was at sixth form, 
finishing that off, Steve Jobs released, they released, the, the Apple released the iPhone. And I was like, what he just did, that's the, 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 I watched the Apple iPhone presentation, like, it's like three hours long. I've watched it like five times. Just the way that Steve Jobs was talking, the way that he was presenting, the way that the, the company did that ethos, how they did that, that's when I first fell in love with marketing. And then after that, Mark Zuckerberg with Facebook is when I got into social media. And then Gary V afterwards, that's when I got into where I am today. So it's almost just been the right timing and the right inspiration, the right time. And it's just been really, really cool. So, so it's, I've always had the passion to be able to do something that is extraordinary. But then I didn't quite know what that was until I got into sixth form. And then I was like, I actually like this marketing thing. And that seems pretty cool. And then after that, it's just the rest has been history, really. Damn. <laughs> There's a lot of talking. <laughs> no, no, I absolutely love it. And obviously, we'll have a lot of similarities in terms of basically you came when you were slightly older than me in terms of age when you came here. Yeah. And I came when I was um, nine from Zimbabwe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I totally know, know everything that you mean in terms of you come and you don't know shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, basically, like in, in class, how when, when you stick <laughs> two fingers up, it means like, fuck you. Yeah. yeah. I, I vividly remember, like, the first few days I was in primary school, the teacher asked something, and the answer was two. I <laughs> two fingers up, and the whole class is like, no, 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 turn them the other way around. I was uh, like, shit. Uh, that's, that's how I used to say peace. Exactly. I just say pieces with like the peace sign out, but really you have to turn it the other way. And I was just there like, it's just a culture shock. And, and, and like English in Africa is mostly influenced by the American culture. Yeah, Because yeah, you yeah. know about the American arts and all that kind of stuff. So I think one of the stupidest things that I've said once is I was like, rather than saying that that's crazy, I said, that's bananas. And everybody's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I would have laughed at myself, but but back then, that's how crazy it was. Like 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 you didn't like you didn't understand the culture, you didn't understand the expressions, you didn't understand. I think one of the first British songs while I was in Africa, the first British songs I've ever heard was when I was playing FIFA, and I heard you know the streets. Oh yeah, the one that I'm not trying to pull that that yeah, track. Yeah 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 yeah. What the fuck you were saying? When he said fit, I thought, oh, they like to run or something like that. I, mean, I, didn't, <laughs> like, I didn't understand. Poor you. I, don't, I, thought he was, I, didn't, I didn't understand anything. And it's only now. The song actually played a couple of days ago, and I was like, ah. I, didn't, now I, like, I was like, I didn't understand what the song was all about. It was on FIFA. I think it was 2005. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of the early FIFAs. Yeah. And then it's a real culture shock, real like little things, and like I used to, like in, like in Africa they call a, a, a sasuma or a tangerine. They call it like, like, like they call it a nachi. Yeah, yeah, same. I said sasuma, and I'm like, what the fuck is a sasuma? I don't know. I don't. Think... It's a fucking tsunami. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like it's all these little weird things. I think it's such a blank canvas. But then, uh, but yeah, it, it takes time, man. It takes time. Loads of catching up. And in terms of life, where you are now, just literally yeah. right now, as we're talking, 
what are you scared of in life? What am I scared of that I can that I get too old too quickly? So that's your biggest fear, the simple fact that you know that the clock is ticking the the, the wrong way around. Well well obviously there's there's a whole thing about like family and, and people being okay and obviously like the like I want everybody in like health and all that good stuff. That's like the real strong stuff. But then from a from a from a career perspective, it's all about making sure that you never like one of the one of the, the biggest reasons why uh, the modern day markets here and the modern day businesses have done well, especially in the social media era, was because all the big guys saw social media and they thought of it as like a plaything, yeah, it's a toy, and then they just missed the opportunity and they became irrelevant. A lot of big brands are dying right now, like a lot of brands that were around for a really long time. Toys and no, uh, Toys R Us just happened. Uh, Woolworths, like, yep. like a lot of big guys are suffering right now. And and that's simply because they had the mentality of this is how we always did it and we're not going to change. And the, the one thing that I always want to do, and that's why we're looking at like new platforms. You saw that we recently launched Musical.ly. We're yep. always, like, as soon as something new comes in, we will always have that learn mentality and and you almost look at all the mistakes that every single person has done and you almost live vicariously through that so you don't have to feel the mistake to be able to to know that that's not what you want to do you study it and see this is where all these guys went down you can't do that and one of the big reasons is people not wanting to innovate anymore getting too old too quick not necessarily by age more by mentality and it's all about maintaining that underdog mentality. And, and that's what I always want to do. That's why the young, the teams are getting younger and younger so that you can always know how to stay relevant. You're learning how, 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 how they communicate, how they, where they're spending their time and all that kind of stuff. Like I have a lot of friends that hate new rap music. They hate it. They're like, it's yeah, not like, says, they're like, like all these guys are like really, really bad. They have like really bad hair. Like they're talking about things that are like irrelevant, but I have an appreciation for new music because my mentality is, I always have to understand what the kids want to hear, what is like, like, like what is relevant there because I look at it from a marketing perspective. The marketing form of thought doesn't end at the office; it's like with everything. Like that's re- that's the reason why I like Drake. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's a, yeah. a musketeer to the max. That's the reason why I like Kevin Hart. Everyone's telling me. No, Kevin, like Dave Chappelle's better. I know Dave Chappelle's better, but I think Kevin Hart is what I relate to because he's he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's a yep. strategist, and it's more than just what you actually can perform. It's how you how you how you leverage yourself up, and I think they're doing some really good jobs. No, hundred percent, totally agree. Especially in terms of like music and stuff like that. You obviously have like the classics, people that you obviously know the proven, but times are changing and. That's exactly what's meant to happen with evolution. Things change. Things will go different ways. But just because it's different doesn't mean it's not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People like it's almost like a. You, you need to be able to see somebody else's perspective. I think over time, and and when it, when it came to me 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 like like getting older and all and people talk about experience because at first when you come out of university and there's a job and it says. You need X amount of experience. You're like, bullshit, I know all this stuff. Why do I need experience? All that kind of stuff. But experience really is key. 
I don't think that it's fair to put a timeline on it, but then I think that you learn a lot of things as you get older. That, and one of the big things that I learned, it's all about perspective, looking at things in other people's from other people's point of view. And that's one of the big things that I, I, I would love other people to be able to do. Like, like, why is it that this door is not opening? Why is it that this person doesn't see my perspective? Why is it like you try, you, try, you try to learn a little bit more about the other person? You try to learn if somebody in your team is making a mistake or they're unable to get something done. Why is that the reason? So, what are they dealing with? Is it actually all about work? Is it family related? All that kind of stuff. And then, very quickly, once you start to look at things from that perspective, the world makes more sense and everything is a lot clearer. And you start to realize that the things that 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 that, that impact or that, that people's decisions and to be able to do the right things and, you, and 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 the world is a much better place when people can relate or aim to relate with the person that they're, that they're communicating with. It's a powerful thing. Perspective, empathy is everything. Yeah, empathy is everything. Perspective is everything, and 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 being open-minded as well while doing it. Like, let's say for example, assuming. That, that everybody should be able to do something is like the wrong way to think about it. Like let's say, for example, with all, all, the, um, all the, the, the respect and admiration I have for the education system because I, I, like, I worked really hard at school and all that kind of stuff. If, uh, if somebody that I knew didn't want to go into education because they wanted to do like um, – like like a business thing, I would like equally tell them go ahead and do that because you don't need the education or get the real life education because 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 it's, it's all about perspective because some people I couldn't do that and I'm, it's also about self awareness as 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 Mister Mister Vaynerchuk says it's also about knowing what are your strengths and weaknesses are. some people are just go getters and can do that and you have to understand that perspective that being in a classroom is going to waste that time. Whereas other people need that reassurance first and need to test things out. And then they get the real life experience afterwards. But then that aspiration is not to be a business owner. So, so it's, all, it's all about making sure that um, you understand perspective. It's all about the fact that you can empathize. And it's all about making sure that um, um, you give people chances as well, which is really, really important. Definitely, because... Um I've always, always, always said from like day one, I know that I've got big dreams, big ambitions. And in I dropped out of uni about like a month or two before finishing. And I've always known and I've always said to whoever I spoke to that I feel like with a job, I can always find a job. Like, yeah. There's no problem at all. It's just a matter of the simple fact that if it comes down to I can always find a job, I know that I can put the graft in, put the head down do whatever I need to do. But for me at that time and moment, I needed to start something off my own and do it and I failed. And I happily hold that L on my chest and yeah. I hold it because it's my loss and I learned something from it. But through doing it, the things that I learned and the taste it left in my mouth, I just know 100% that's, that's the thing that I want to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. Like what you said just there, that I I give kudos to anybody, anyone that has the balls to be able to say, 
I want to make my own business. That, that, that's like that first step is what nineteen. Like, well, now more people want to do it because they see what's happened in Zuckerberg and Silicon Valley, and yeah. they see people like Gary Vee who see them actually how hard it is, but they think that it's easy because it looks really great and everybody wants to have CEO on Instagram and showcase that they can own stuff and really they're not about it, all that kind of stuff. So now more people want to be entrepreneurs now because you got people that can, that are influencers now that are making money in the bedroom, right? So, so, so now more people are starting to do that. But real business, not a lot of people are willing to take that step to really um, – um, 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 have have a career that basically they 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 they, well, they make the rules. So 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 being able to do that first and foremost, and the life experience you get from doing something like that is bigger than what you'd get doing a desk role and just doing one thing. Like like I was very fortunate that within my role, you're getting real life entrepreneurial experience because first and foremost, you are the expert, right? And you you have nobody telling you this is what you need to do or this is where you need to go. They, everybody's looking to you to take it towards the direction. So you're learning as you go. You're the CEO of your own role. But it's get, as it gets bigger and bigger, now there's almost like a path that's already been set and it makes it easier for people that are following you afterwards. But but to go back to the sub, when, when it comes to like starting your own business, I give all the applause for people that are willing to do that because it's hard. It's hard to do it right. But everybody thinks that because there's stats that say 60% of people that start a business, blah, 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 everyone's scared to do it. But then people are, people are still brave enough to, to, to go out there and give it a try. But then you get the first, you get your, your first shot, you learn from it, and then the next time, you still, how old are you now? You're like 24, 25? Just literally turned 25 uh, yep. two weeks ago. Think think about that. You're 25 years old. Like like in in five years time, you'll 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 still be just turning 30. And how what like if you look at the last five years, how much difference has that been? So like like we're all still really really young. I think one of the big things and and and, and obviously we're like we, we we live in an era where people don't have patience. Yeah. And 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 I and I say that being a hypocrite because I don't have patience. I'm the most impatient person. Not just career wise. If I if I if there's a route that will take me fifty minutes but I, it's continuous and there's a route that will take me forty five minutes but I'm in traffic, I am going the continuous route because I'm that damn impatient. But <laughs> yeah, that's how impatient I am. But I, I think people also don't realize that even if you didn't like even if it took ten years to do something, you're still thirty five. Like people retired, what sixty? Yep, that's a long time. That's, not, that's a that's a that's a long time. So 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 it's all about obviously wanting to push and learn and do all that kind of stuff, but also to have the realization that whatever if you if you get if you you're, you're lucky enough to strike gold in your twenty, room to keep on growing. That's like 30, 40 years of prosperity. That's a long time, and people back in the day were only able to achieve what people are achieving now in their 20s, in the late 30s and 40s. There's, no, there's never been a better time for the people that actually have their head screwed on to be able to achieve something and, and, and do something really, really cool. You have to be able to have that entrepreneurial mentality. And not a lot of people are willing to think that way. 
I'm just, uh, I know that we've been trying to sort this out for like ages yeah. since basically the first time that I told you that I was going to be starting a podcast. Yeah. We've been trying to sort it out and we finally, finally managed to sort it out <laughs> today. So, and I knew that once I got you to say, yeah, I was not going to let it slide. <laughs> so I just want to say thank you for agreeing to do it and a hundred percent appreciate I've wanted you on this for like literally since the start and the simple fact that we've managed to do it now is crazy and obviously people listening don't know but it's like five past eleven at night and we're literally recording this now so it's crazy as fuck. Yeah and, and my girlfriend's giving me the evils because we promised to have a a movie night as well so that's the dedication and the risks for willing yeah, to Yeah so is mine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but no. In terms of basically everything that you're doing, I basically from the, the people that I know that are growing up from Warsaw, I, I always know in the back of my head that I put you like literally up there, and yeah. I, I respect everything that you're doing, and basically the work that you're doing and how successful you are with your career. I know that you might think this, this, that, but I think you're literally absolutely crushing it. I, I, I'm really humbled by that, mate, because because one of the one of the big things that 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 when it comes to like let's say for example the, the reasons why I like although I, I talked about um, I joked about the uh, the idea of listening to Meek Mill and things like that, but the, the reason why I like people like that is that what he does is to motivate his community, and 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 a lot of people they 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 they, they do it by by by, how can I say it, by flashing around. I do it by opening doors. So it's all about making sure that, I, 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 or, or like I like to say, I like to take away excuses in a sense of, yes. I, I do that with my siblings. I was like, I'm like, we, we come from the same household. I'm not raised differently than you. Like, the, So what's your excuse? And then that right there, it gives them the drive. My brother works in the same company as I do. Like, 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 that right there gives you the motivation to be able to do that. And he had to go past three stages of interviews and 600 candidates to be able to do that. So, so it's almost like a, it's almost like a, we were all the guys that are, that are, that are from our region and all that kind of stuff. We went to the same schools. We went to the same, um, uh, we had the same environment to hang out with everybody. We used to chill out in Walsall town and all that kind of stuff. But then it's almost like a, a lot of people blame other things before they to real to find out the real reason that's holding them back. And there's a lot of things. There's a lot about excuses, the fact that they couldn't make this because of that. They couldn't make it because of that. But at the end of the day, they're still my age now. They're 26, and they can still do a full 360 of your whole entire life right now. But the question there is, why aren't they doing it, and what is the excuse for not? Because there's people out here from over around here that are achieving phenomenal things. And, and, and people need to stop looking at what the person on the right and the left of them has and start looking within in terms of what they actually want to do. And, uh, and yeah, and, and once, as soon as you start making excuses and you start to own, like you say, own your L's and own your mistakes and own um, um, your path, that's the, the first step to, to being able to achieve phenomenal things. And, 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 and as well, people also need to need to have a lot of self-awareness in terms of what they actually want to achieve. What is the price that where they'll be happy? If people want to achieve unlimited like industry global recognition, 
then you're going to have to do abnormal things and make abnormal sacrifices to be able to do that. But if you just want to make a bit of money where you can have a nice house and you can have all that kind of stuff, you can do that as well. And, and But then you just have to, people have to define what it is that they, that's going to make them happy and what level of achievement they want to be able to do and then focus on getting that and being happy with that. And that's a lot of people have goals that are over there, but the self-actualization of what they can actually do is actually down here. And you need to align them and make that happen. And if you want to go for the North Star, you have to be willing to make those sacrifices. And that's just the real talk that people should be having with each other. It's not fantasy. It's not Instagram. It's not um, um, an easy route. It's really hard. Like my brother during my my six my my my, my um, university exams used to say that he used to come into my room and there's a negative aura because I used to be like in my room days on end. My, I think I think one of my friends did a joke once on Facebook back in the day and put a stated up saying free free my dog Alfred because I was <laughs> in jail for three months because I didn't see them I came out. I literally came out of my room after my sixth year, out of, out of, my, out of my, my, my third year, like while I was doing my dissertation. After three months, I'm not seeing anybody come up with a, a fro and a beard. Like I just came out of jail. That's what I looked like. Literally, my mom would come to my room with my food because I wouldn't go out to eat because I needed the time to be able to do it. And that's uh, people willing to do that level of sacrifice to be able to do that. And if you're not willing to do that, then you can't, then, 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 there's no point in aspiring to be at that level if you're willing to get your feet dragging to be able to to, to, to put the work that will be able to unlock those kind of opportunities. So that it's one of the big things. People need to look within. What do they want to achieve? What will really make them happy? Actually, being a millionaire, do you really need a million? Do you really need to own, have 100000 a year? Do you really need to have fifty grand a year? Or would you be happy with that? What is it that actually is going to make you happy? What is it that actually you'll be comfortable? Yeah. Well, what is it that will actually make you feel great about your Like, determine what that is. And then start to make the steps to getting there. And when everything is all ambiguous and, and la-di-da in your mind, then you'll never know what you're chasing. Start to define that, start to put objectives and start to make the steps to be able to get to where it is that you need to go. And that's the quickest way to get to, to the happiness that everybody aspires to to achieve. 100% agree with everything that you said. Yeah. And um, I just want to say thank you for doing it. And I know you got moving night. I don't want to get you killed anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll literally will wrap this up. But in terms of like people, where can people find you? Well, they can find me on, um, well, Instagram, Twitter, all that kind of stuff, just read Samba. No, no gimmicks. <laughs> <laughs> Drake bars. No, 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 no just, just after Samba over there. So, so happy to take any messages anybody has, any questions or anything like that. Happy to, happy to, happy to do that. I'm, 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 I always want to make sure that people that actually want, anybody that actually wants to, to, to do something really cool, or wants to achieve something really good. I want to be around those kind of people, people that are hungry and energetic to, 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 yeah, to, 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 to seek happiness and do really good with themselves, do positive things. That's what I want to be around. Okay, so everyone, if you're listening, you just basically heard Alfred just said, if you want a job at Gymshark, as soon as it's called out, you've got a five-hour window, but if you send him a message, you're guaranteed a job. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah. all right, no, that's cool. And then basically, the final thing as we wrap it up is, what three shots of wisdom would you give to either, based like you said, either a dad in the house looking after their kids and trying to do good, or someone trying to go from A to B, trying to improve themselves, or someone that's basically in a shit job at the moment, looking at their managers, thinking, I don't want to be there, or space trying to crazy dreams. What three shots of wisdom would you give? I would give. I would. Well, once I, one I'll give. Drop. Hmm. That's, that's a really interesting question. I really like that question. Um. So that's for last. <laughs> yeah, mate, mate, you got me tripped up. Like this is my problem. I, I tend to look up and start thinking because I just can't give you an answer. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that, what would you say? Oh, well, yeah, I, I say it all the time. So be yourself. My girlfriend's saying I say this to her all the time. So be yourself, do what makes you happy, and do not compromise. And for those three shots of wisdom, let's just thank Alfred's girlfriend for them. Yeah, because I, I literally nag her and tell her, that I, all the time, and then I got stumped because I'm like, "Do I give shots of wisdom?" I say this one, <laughs> yeah. But at least, it, at least it works. Wow, it's working on her. She knows them straight away. <laughs> cool. But hi, right, thank you, Alfred. And this has been another episode of Shots of Wisdom. Thank you, people.